What is going on, Hawks Nation? Welcome back to another edition of the HFTV podcast brought to you by Alex and Mac. Um, hopefully everyone's having a great week so far. Uh, I know it's been quite a drama-filled week if you're a Hawks fan. A lot of news broke out in roughly the last 72-ish hours. Um, but Mac, if you guys have been following us on Twitter, then some of you Hawks fans might have heard this story uh pop up the day of, which was last Friday. Um, and that's what exactly what, what Hawks Fan TV is is created for, right? We we want to be a voice for the fans, by the fans, want to give people as much behind the scenes sneak peek as much as possible. Uh, obviously, with the Hawks not currently having an athletic writer on staff, a lot of the news and the stories have kind of been um, – a lot less drama-filled from last year when Chris Kirshner was covering the team. But uh, if you guys aren't familiar with what we're talking about, obviously we're talking about um, all the the Trey and Nate McMillan and the locker room drama, which we'll get into in the show in just a second. But um, Mac, how are you feeling today? Obviously, it's been a stressful week for us Hawks fans, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, last night was kind of the cherry on top losing that game. So, you know, we could have recorded this yesterday and I might feel a little bit better than I do now, but, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, but, you know, I, uh, you know, my my honest opinion on the whole situation is I'm trying not to think too much into it. You know, Nate and Trey both have come out and said, like, hey, let's nip this nip, nip this in the bud. Like, this is not something that we want to be, con- you know, carried out for the rest of the season. Trey was obviously pretty adamant about that. You know, it was a private matter in the first place that it should have never become public. But I understand that in today's world, it's, you know, uh, it, it's hard to keep things private, especially when you're in the public eye the way that Nate McMillan and Trey Young are. So um, I'm personally trying not to think too much into it. Um, I think uh, some people don't really, maybe don't realize exactly what happened. So Trey... Um, ended up missing the shoot around on Friday because he wanted to go get some treatment on his shoulder. And Nate McMillan basically said, you can, you can do that, but if you do that, you're going to come off the bench or you can just not even play. So Trey heard that. And, you know, I'm not going to say what, what Trey thought. I don't know what he thought, but obviously he ended up not playing. That was a decision he went with. Um, And I, I, I do, I think it's one of those instances where like, if you want to relate it to, you know, a more professional corporate setting. It's like your strongest employee, your best employee is asking for, sure, slightly preferential treatment. And um, instead of giving it to them like they probably deserve, you want to take this approach of, you know, everybody gets treated equally here and all that stuff. So um, I think it was just a miscommunication. Like they both have kind of highlighted. Um, I think and we'll kind of go on this a little bit later, but even some local reporters are really trying to turn this into a story, man. They're really trying to turn this into some sort of drama, you know, um, soap opera crap. But I, I'm i going to take them for their word. They both have good track records when it comes to things like this. I know some people want to bring up, you know, Lloyd Pierce with Trey, but I, I think that's a completely different scenario. So um, I'm going to trust them on this one. I don't think the loss last night, I do think it could be contributed to just – all the hoopla going around the Hawks right now, but I do think a lot of people probably just forget in the moment that DeAndre Hunter and John Collins didn't play that game. So we have both those guys out there. I do feel confident we probably pull off a win. So, um, so yeah, man, those are my thoughts on it. I'm trying not to think too much into it, but it's, uh, it, it is hard when it's kind of thrown in our faces as Hawks fans as much as it has been here recently. So. 
And you're you're on mute, Alex. There you go. Appreciate that. Um, and yeah, you know, g- great points all around, Mac. And I'm sure Hawks fans, if you guys have seen the rounds by now, Shams of the Athletic came out with that official report, I guess, two days ago, um, which was on what Sunday, Sunday evening, mm-hmm. and. That's when a lot of Hawks fans finally believed that there was actually something happening behind the scenes. As I mentioned in the start of the show, Hawks Fan TV Us, you know, we we broke that story uh, the day of on Friday. Um, I tweeted it out from the Twitter account. So if you guys aren't following yet, which I'm sure most of you are, if you're listening to this, but if you're not, make sure you follow us uh, on all our social platforms, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, uh, at Hawks Fan TV. And, you know, I came out with a tweet saying that there was um, a heated argument between a player, quote unquote. And obviously I know who the player was, but I, I didn't want that to, to be a bigger deal than it was. But I at least thought the fans deserved to know what was kind of going on behind uh, closed doors. And that session that happened happened during the shoot around period where it was closed off to the media. So, you know, none of the local guys, AJC, Kevin Chenard, um, Lauren Williams, Brad Rule, and none of those guys were actually in attendance, which is probably why you didn't hear something. Um, but, you know, our, I got some sources, all right? Just, just to put, <laughs> put, it, put it simply, right? Uh, not not to toot my own horn or, or, you know, pat myself on the back, but um, definitely have some contacts within the organization that kind of filled me in with what happened later that morning. And I tweeted it. Uh, and shout out to all the, the day ones that believed in us and thought that the, we were actually telling the truth. But there were a lot of doubters, Mac. A lot of doubters. I, I saw all the doubters, man. I definitely saw all of them. And it, was, it was everywhere, right? You know, I, I was getting screenshots from Reddit threads. I was seeing the, the, the timeline on Twitter, this and that, saying that, oh, who, who who's Hawks fan TV? You know, they, they don't have any sources. And then once the athletic report came out and we scooped them by a full 48 hours, Mac, 48 hours. Um, you know, finally people started to believe us that there was something there. So if you guys want that type of level of reporting and this the inside scoop, make sure you give us a follow. We we tweet most of what we hear out. Um, and I will say, just as a teaser, there is some holes in the athletic story. There were some uh reports that or there was a lot of things left unsaid. And you know, me being a Hawks fan, you being a Hawks fan, I think it's better left unsaid. And I don't want to cause any additional unnecessary drama. But if we start losing some extra games and things get a little bit more um, heated, I should say, then we might break another uh, groundbreaking story as to what actually happened that Friday morning shoot around. Because uh, there were some truth to Athletic, but from what I've heard, I heard a little bit differently. Uh, but I'm going to hold off on that because, again, according to Nate and the team, everything is blown over. They're trying to move forward from it. And guys, just because something like this happened, it doesn't necessarily mean it's completely detrimental to the team, right? There, this could be a pivotal moment in the season where we all look back at this moment, you know, four or five months down the line, and we're sitting pretty as a top three seed. And we're going to look back and say, you know what, that that friction, that drama and kind of that, you know, uh, realization uh, was needed for a team like us. So uh, look at the Celtics last year, for example, Mac. like they were teetering on 500. They were trying to get their new head coach fired in email. There was tension between, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. A lot of fans were saying that they can't work together. And Jalen Brown's name was on the trade block last year and this offseason. So um, it can happen, guys. It takes some time to gel. We have a lot of new faces on this squad. 
Trey obviously is our franchise player. He's our superstar. Um, and being that superstar comes with a, a more heavily weighted responsibility. And sometimes that's, you know, the cost of being the franchise player, being an all NBA player. And hopefully Trey can learn from this. And I'm not saying Trey was in the wrong or Nate was in the wrong. That's not my place to say. But I think just for the greater good, I think hopefully us as a team, and by us, I mean the team, we're obviously not a part of it, but, you know, the, the organization can just move forward from this and, and elevate to, uh, to to the greatness that they are capable of. Um, so, yeah, that's what, and, and speaking of uh, at practice today and shout out to Lauren Williams of the AJC. Uh, she basically said that they had a little fun to end the practice today. There was a three point contest between Trey Young and and. Uh, DeJounte Murray and Bogdan Bogdanovich and Trent Forrest. Uh, so, uh, you know, it looks like spirits are high. And if you saw the on-court demeanor and the body language between the players and Trey and Nate, it seemed like a normal game. So hopefully we can grow. I really wish we could have came out with that dub, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, we're still the fourth seed in the East, Max. So nothing, it's not all doom and gloom over here, but at least we won on Friday night. What were your thoughts about that? Yeah, I thought Friday night was was huge, man. And before I go into that, just want to one last little comment. You know, I, I all the haters, you know, hey, I, I, you guys are entitled to your opinions, but you know, if you uh, think we lack credibility, just keep paying attention, man. Just just keep paying attention. That's all I can say. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but yeah, all our supporters though that that did believe in us. Oh, exactly. Of course, of course, always the, the, the people that believed us, man. You know. For as many haters as we have, we have equally as many, you know, awesome supporters, followers. So shout out to you guys. We love y'all. And thanks for uh, for following us. Uh, oh, this, most, this channel and brand was built for you guys. Most definitely. We we would we would be uh, just 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 some random guys without you guys. So uh, we, uh, we 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 love you guys for sure. Um. So, yeah. So the Nuggets game uh, on Friday, man, like I, I thought that was. Probably uh, a top three win for us all year, just because of how many people were out. Um, what what it really meant. Obviously, uh, we had broke the story at that point, but the story hadn't become public yet. So you know they were trying to keep that all uh, internal and in house. Um, and I I think you know what happened with Monday's, I mean uh, Friday's game, and then last night's game um, was that Friday you saw people like Jarrett Culver. And some of these uh, role players really step up and play big games and play, you know, big minutes that they're maybe not used to. And I think on last night's game against the Thunder, you kind of saw that fizzle out a little bit, which is just what happens. You know, they're they don't get big time minutes for a reason. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. So um, won't think too much of the Thunder, but the, but on the opposite end, the Nuggets win, man, I I just I thought it was uh, a, a complete a complete win, um, you know, down three starters. And we still won, obviously. Uh, AJ Griffin tied his season high, which is his career high at this point, with 24 points off of 11 of 16 shooting. Man, like I, the kid is kid is on fire. Um, he did make some rookie mistakes last night, but hey, man, it's he was due. You know what I mean? He was due. He was due, so. Uh, but yeah, man, I I think my biggest takeaway from the Nuggets game, as I mentioned in last week's episode, since he is my favorite player on the Hawks currently. It just felt good to see Brate back, man. felt felt good to felt good to see Bogey back. Um, he only had five points against the Nuggets, so didn't didn't get too much action. But you know, did have a good game against the Thunder last night. So, um, just uh, just felt good, man. So, um, uh, yeah. So, really, really, my thoughts are 
where <laughs> I'm smiling and laughing, as I say, because I, I felt great after after Friday's win, man. Like I said, if we would have recorded yesterday, it would have been all smiles. So, um, but yeah, man, I, uh, I, I think – I think Nate got back to Hawks basketball when I was watching it. You know, we were running that five-out offense, setting multiple screens on each play, and just you know playing beautiful basketball. So I think uh, we we can keep that up. We'll uh, we'll 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 lock up a four a top four seed, no doubt. So what 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 did you think about Friday? Yeah, no, Friday Friday was a great win. Um, but before I even give my thoughts on on the last two games, Mac, I we completely forgot and, and apologies to to Hawks Nation because. Uh, with all the drama that, that happened in the locker room, uh, there there was also other news uh, amongst Hawks Nation. That is, of course, what happened to Bob Rathburn uh, the other night, last night, uh, live on air, suffered a medical emergency. And if you guys saw that, um, a scary sight to see, y'all. Uh, you know, Bob has been with the organization for years and years. I don't even know exactly how long. I want to say like 20 plus years being our play-by-play announcer. Um, so definitely scary. But the good news is, is, uh, he's, he's doing well now. So they, yeah, I heard him. he's in stable condition, doing well. Um, <laughs> they looks like it was due to him just being dehydrated, which, you know, when you do what Bob does for work and especially at his age, it, it, it certainly can happen. So it was scary prayers up to Bob Rathbun. Hopefully he can get back soon. Um, I saw actually you just tweeted. So you were actually the one that broke the news for me. Uh, Mike Conti will uh, be filling in for him uh, for the time being. And Mike is incredible at what he does for Atlanta United. So I know he's going to seamlessly step in for Bob for the time being. So um, prayers up to Bob. I, I just like you and like most of us grew up on Bob Rathbun. So I, it was it was scary to see, but obviously pretty, pretty happy and pretty relieved to hear that he's doing OK. So no, no doubt. Our, our prayers, thoughts and prayers to, to Bob and his family. But it uh, looks like he's doing well and in stable condition. And as you mentioned, yeah, we just tweeted out uh, Mike Conti of 92.9 The Game will be the interim play by play next to Neek uh, for at least the next week or so until Bob uh, recovers to full health. Um, and if you guys aren't familiar with Mike Conti, you know, he's he's a legend, in my opinion, when it comes to just Atlanta sports. Uh, he's been doing his thing at 92.9 The Game and uh, like you said, Mac, he's phenomenal with with the Atlanta United play by play calling, and uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do from a Hawks perspective. And I think a lot of Hawks fans are going to enjoy his uh, his play calling next to uh, Dominique. Um, so, with that being said, also I want to do a quick shout out to uh, one of our great sponsors at Firmament Solutions. Firmament Solutions. Really good guys over their local company based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And guys, if you're reaching out to build a physical network for the future, only the networks uh, that can scale with technology will actually achieve that. So over at Firmament Solutions, they are the industry leader in information highway construction building. They are backed by leading manufacturers um, and you know they, they do a hell of a job. So if you guys want to learn more about what they do and how they can help your business, uh, check out them on their website at www.firmamentsolutions.com. Again, that is firmament, F-I-R-M-A-M-E-N-T, solutions.com. Uh, so shout out to those guys. Um, they're, they're awesome and they do great work. Now, back to the game, though. Um, Friday night, like you said, Mac, we played the Nuggets. We're incredibly shorthanded, uh, missing Trey, missing Dre, missing JC, uh, and a couple of those guys. 
And a lot of Hawks fans, especially that was the um, the night or the day that the story broke out. Trey wasn't even in the building, raised a lot of eyebrows. A lot of people thought we were going to get destroyed because the, the Nuggets are a great team, y'all. They are a legitimate contending team, and they're one of the favorites to come out the West. And we came out with the W. You know, the ball was humming. Everyone was getting touches. Defense was looking good. And we came out with the W. So I'm happy about that. Um so the really the the offense and the scheme looked completely different. Like we've seen this at times, even, you know, earlier this season where, you know, everyone's running around, everyone's getting touches. They're making cuts to the basket, using screens, off ball screens. And uh, it was just a good team effort. Great team effort. DeJounte led the way with a 30 plus point game. A.J. Griffin, as you mentioned, tied his career high on incredible efficiency. So all around, it was it was great to see. Um, and I'm happy we got the W. Um, can't can't complain about beating a, a top seeded team in, in the Denver Nuggets. So that was great. I was hoping we could, you know, kind of ride that momentum on a two game win streak, take it down to OKC or take it down to State Farm Marine again and host OKC. And uh, things were looking great, Mac. We 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 looked identical to how we looked like against the Nuggets in the first half. Everyone was getting touches. Trey was facilitating. People were running around playing good defense, and we had. Um, I want to say a double-digit lead at halftime, or, or almost a double-digit lead. And then uh, the third quarter comes around. Again, we dominate them. We have we have like a 15 or 16-point lead at one point, and then things come crashing down. Ball stops moving, uh, and it's, it's like a complete 180, Mac, from what we did from the Nuggets game plus the first half of that game last night. And it goes back to like that ISO ball, uh, you know, dribble, dribble, one pass late in the shot clock, putting up a bad shot. And we're just not capitalizing on these possessions. Um, defense kind of broke down at number of different times, too. And for all the people that want to say, oh, it's Trey Young's fault, right? You see what happens when Trey's on, on the court. Uh, we look like a different team against the Nuggets. Why can't we beat a lesser team in the Thunder? We played a great first half and, and even majority of that third quarter, too. Um so this team is obviously capable of playing that good team basketball ball move is moving around, getting everybody touches. And we did that. We completely collapsed in the fourth quarter, stopped everything that we did to build that lead. And everything just went, went out the window for some reason. And that's happened multiple times. Uh, last night actually makes it four straight times. The Atlanta Hawks uh, have blew a double digit lead that resulted in a loss. So our last four losses all came from double digit leads that were blown away. And uh, I, you, you can't blame it on one player because it's not, especially in that game when Trey was sitting on the bench for the majority of the fourth quarter early on for the first five, six minutes. That's when the Thunder actually took their lead for the first time of the game. Um, I think it's more of a mentality, a mindset, a coaching thing, in my opinion, um, you know, we have to do a better job at just closing games out, sticking to what's been working to give us that lead in the first place. It's just um, it makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. And as you mentioned, you know, A.J. Griffin played arguably, no, not arguably. He definitely played his worst game of his young NBA career. And like you said, it was it was due. It, it was bound to happen. And, you know, he's 19 years old and he's done a lot of great things. But last night. Uh, was definitely some growing pains, right? Um, you know, not yeah, hitting on these open shots, uh, turning the ball over, that three-on-one fast break. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, it was late in the fourth quarter. He makes a great steal. Then he goes on a fast break. He's got guys trailing him all next to him, and he takes it by himself. 
and he misses the shot, they get the rebound and the Thunder take it back. Like, you just can't let that happen. That's a rookie mistake, but hey, you learn. You live and you learn. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, that was actually the play I was about to reference that that fast break. And like you said, he he starts it by making an incredible defensive play and in and, and one of the more crucial moments of the entire game. And just it's it's like, dude, you got three defenders on you and two or three Hawks right behind you, you know, uh, on the wing. Like, just just pass it out, man. Like, you know, but like we said, he was due for it. And that's why, you know, it, it is what it is. It's. Um, it doesn't even happen in, you know, the NFL anymore, but nobody goes undefeated in the NBA. Like you're going to lose games. So, you know, last week on on last week's episode, me and you said that we had the three games between our next recording and that, you know, we wanted to go three and zero, obviously, but if we went two and one, we'd be happy. And we both thought our two wins would be the magic and the thunder and that we would lose one of the nuggets. Right. So I'm bringing that up to say that honestly, man, looking back on it, the fact that we were able to beat the nuggets and lose to the thunder I'm okay with it. It definitely is. Feels like a little bit of last season where we were, man. Uh, as a season ticket holder, I saw it firsthand several times. If we were playing the best teams in the league, we won. But if we played the the, the bottom barrel teams, we would somehow lose. So we need to figure that out. Um, I, I'm not, you know, panicking, not calling for anybody's jaws. But I do agree that if the Hawks want to be a championship winning team or championship contending team, like they all want to be, obviously, you just can't lose games like this, man. Because last night you said four in a row, but it's our seventh overall double-digit lead that resulted in a loss, which now has us tied for first in the NBA. And that's just not a statistic you want to be first in. So, um, you know, I'll I'll compare it to the the Boston Celtics. You know, maybe this time last year they would lose that game, but the Celtics – of now this you know championship contending team that is still a little on the younger side they don't lose games like that so we we gotta we gotta get something more figured out like you said um fourth quarter it just gets sloppy there's just no other way to put it man it just gets sloppy i don't know if it's obviously the pressure gets higher i you know i me and you man we're we're just normal dudes you know what i mean like we're not we're not on the court out there we we don't know what it's like it's Obviously, watching it, it's incredibly fast-paced. I'm sure it's even faster-paced as you're doing it. So it's, I understand that you know that's what happens, but I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I do want to see the Hawks stop losing games like this because it, it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't make me completely lose faith. But man, it can be disheartening. So I, 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 I do, I do want to see a little bit of improvement. But the last thing I'll say on it is I do think it's a little telling that, you know, Friday, like I said, we broke it, but it wasn't a public story yet in, in a lot of people's eyes, even though we we had broke it. Um, and they were able to kind of rally together as a team and pull out this win that maybe they shouldn't have. Then the story goes public, and you got guys like Zach Klein who just can't drop it and are going to hound Trey over and over again to create a story out of it and create this drama and this mess of a situation and we lose a game and it looks pretty sloppy in the fourth quarter. So I don't think that had nothing to do with it. I I, I will say. Yeah. And, and just to kind of echo what you said before that is, you know, that's the duality of this team. That's why the Hawks are such a polarizing team is because some nights we can look like one of the five best teams in the NBA. Other nights we can look like, um, you know, a play-in team like, like last night, like the Rockets, the, the couple games before that, so on and so on. And, like we're we're 
we're a talented team. We're, we're a good team, in my opinion. It's just we, we're not putting it all together for a full four quarters. And, like, you have to be a good team to at least muster up those big leads, right? So we're good enough to outscore our opponents by double digits multiple different games, and we're good enough to build those leads and, and run our offense and play good defense, and then we blow them. Um, so that's that's the frustrating part. And, again, I think it starts with kind of the top down. Obviously, you got to hold some players accountable, like, you know, the, the leaders of this team – whether it's Trey or DeJounte or John Collins, Clint Capella, you name it. But I think what this team is really lacking is, you know, that that smash mouth veteran that a lot of these teams have that, you know, old veteran that's been in the league for 10 plus years that aren't afraid to tell some of our younger guys to just, you know, man up and let's let's get this W. Right. Um, we had a couple of those pieces in years past, especially when we made the ECF guys like Lou Williams, who's been in the league for, you know, over a decade, Gallo, Solomon Hill, those types of guys that aren't afraid to tell, you know, your second, third, fourth year players, like we, we got to be better. So I, I'd like to see that maybe we make a move at the trade deadline for one of those kind of um, grizzled vets that aren't afraid to kind of put some of our star players in place. Cause at the end of the day, whether you're Trey or DeJounte, these guys are still young, right? You know, when you're, I mean, granted, a lot of the the stars of the NBA now are kind of in that that range, but um, you know, these are 23, 24, 25 year old kids still, um, you know, playing against grown men. So uh, at the end of the day, I think it's maturing on all aspects, and we'll we'll see what we can do. And I have full faith in this team. I got full confidence in Trey being a leader, and that whole narrative of him being a coach killer is preposterous, in my opinion. But that's a topic for another day. Um, and I think Trey can lead this team. And with the guys like DeJounte Murray and a few other players, Clint Capella, um, you know, to be kind of those those other vocal, vocal leaders, uh, we need that. We need that. But I think Trey's going to learn from this. I think he's going to grow from this. And it's it's part of the process being a, a star player in the NBA. You know, it's trial and tribulations. It's uh, and unique growing pains. So hopefully this is one of those moments that Trey looks back in his career and says, you know what? I needed that. I needed this. And I'm going to now elevate my game and my team and, you know, be the star that this team trusts me to be. So that's where we're at. Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. And, you know, won't won't say too much more on it. Uh, you know, I, I, I think what simply happened, and this is what they mean by the miscommunication, is that Trey, rightfully so, was kind of expecting some slightly preferential treatment in that, hey, I'm going to miss a shoot around because I need to go get treatment on my shoulder. And Nate was like, no, you got to be there for the team. Um, and all I'll say is, you know, a guy that we constantly compare Trey to throughout his career, if Luca needs to go get his shoulder worked on for the afternoon and miss shoot around, I, I would think Jason Kidd would probably be okay with that. So I do think, you know, I, I want Trey to grow from it as well. But I, Nate, you know, I know you're a grown man, but you can grow too. And, you know, I, I, I want Nate to realize that, you know, um, as you've said on the show, and I've kind of re repeated it, Trey Young is is the basically the reason that Hawks fan TV exists. Like it, it, Trey Trey Young is what makes this franchise what it is today. The the modern Atlanta Hawks, and I I don't think people. Um, I know a lot of Hawks fans are, are a little bit younger, but like we we've, we've been through some dark days as Hawks fans. So I, I'm just saying, man, like you know the the Josh Childress days, like I, I've. I I don't think people really, really, really value how much Trey 
has done for this franchise. So with that being said, I personally, I understand that I can think different than Nate on this one, but I personally think that if Trey needs to go get treatment for his shoulder one day, it's okay if he misses the shoot around. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. I want both of them to grow from it. I, I think they will. Like, that's my honest opinion. I think they will. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. And I'm even more excited for this to be behind us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, and you hit the nail on the head, Mac. Like, I, I obviously a lot of the newer generation, and especially if you became a, a fan of the team because of Trey, which a lot of Hawks fans did, and that's what happens when you have a, you know, a, a star-studded player in Trey Young. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Mac and I are, you know, we're, pushing 30 years old. So we, we've we seen some dark times. We've seen the Josh Shoulders days, the Speedy Claxon days, the the era of Mike Woodson where we were winning, you know, 15 to 20 games a year and, and 80% of the stadium was was empty or filled with other fans. Like it was it was rough. It was rough. And, um, you know, I think a lot of Hawks fans just need to be a little bit more appreciative of what Trey Young has done to this franchise uh, because, you know, if you look past the last two, three decades, we haven't drafted an all-NBA player ever, like, in, in the last 20 years. Um, so the fact that we finally hit a home run in Trey Young, an all-NBA caliber player, um, all-star player, uh, and just uh, that kind of national spotlight that being with us, right? Um, I forget the exact number, Mac, but, like, prior to Trey Young, we were getting maybe, like, one nationally televised game. Right. Um, ESPN or TNT or whatever. And like since the Trey Young era, we've gotten numerous amounts uh, and it's because of Trey Young. And so like people can say, oh, well, you know, I've heard some like rebuttals of, well, you know, let's let's trade Trey and, you know, start over like we can build a contending team. If it was that easy, we would have done it years ago. Right, right. Like you don't draft like drafting an all NBA player and like building that in your system they are rare, like rare. Every there are probably twenty-eight other teams that would trade for Trey Young right now. Like, unless you're like the Mavericks and Luca or, or uh, like Jason Tatum or whoever, who's another young star on, at that level. Like, other franchises would absolutely kill to be in our position to even have a player of Trey Young's caliber. So, yes, oh, yeah. can Trey improve his shot selection? Yeah, can he? Um, you know, run the offense a little bit better. Yeah, but it's, it's going to come. Like, Trey's done so much good, uh, more than the bad that he's done, that I think just a lot of this unnecessary hate is, is stupid. And Trey Young is that guy, and I, I support him. And at the end of the day, I'm not saying anything, but if it had to come between Trey and Nate, like, I'm going to side with Trey Young all day, every day, and twice on Sundays. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to no, leave it at it. And, and, you know, Hawks fans, let's just keep it in this perspective. I, I'm sure some of you have this scenario as well, but my my brother, God bless him, is a diehard Knicks fan, right? Has been his entire life, loves the Knicks, breathe, breathes and dies the Knicks. You know what he tells me, and he's been telling me for years now, ever since that playoff, uh, that playoff uh, matchup against the Knicks. goes, at least you guys have a Trey Young. So it, it's, it's, it's. The idea of having an all NBA player, like you said, man, hey, they are rare, guys. They are rare. Like, you know, all NBA is not something if you look at it, it's it's more than likely the same dudes every single year. And what I'm getting at is that it's rare, man. It's not it's not something to just be like, oh, let's trade them away and rebuild. Like I saw some some tweet about trading to the magic and get some of their, you know, young players like, what are you talking about, man? 
Like, like Trey is a proven product at this point. So I won't go off on it too much. Cause I mean, you know, I could sit here for hours and, and defend Trey young, but, uh, but yeah, man, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up on that. Um, I, I, I think we, we, we need not to fret Hawks fans. We're, we're going to be okay. I don't think this is that big of a deal. The national and especially local media has done everything they can to turn it into a big deal, but I really don't think it is guys. I think, I think we can, you know, uh, breathe and, and sleep easy on that one and you know bright, brighter days are ahead they're, they're ahead brighter days are ahead and as a wise man once said this too shall pass guys so deep breaths woosah um and uh we're, the team is going to prevail guys i, I think this is going to be a, a pivotal moment that we look back on so appreciate you guys listening um you know as always make sure you follow us on all socials at hawks fan tv like and subscribe to the uh, podcast if you like it and leave a leave a review uh leave a rating we'd much uh, greatly appreciate it so thank you to all of our our followers our listeners out there we love you guys go hawks and we look forward to next week's episode yes sir well said my man go hawks and uh be be looking out for more stuff guys yes sir